everyone. Welcome back to the Fundamental Podcast. Super excited to have you today, and we have a guest today. So we're really, really looking forward to talking about a very special topic today, the power of team building and bonding and what makes a really outstanding team together. So I am Chloe, your co-host. And I'm Chen, your second co-host. And our guest today is... Uh, yeah, I'm Jason. Woo, all right. So um, we will immediately just jump right into the topic today. Super duper excited. So Chang, um, as we always kind of go around, share some experiences of our own, really just delve into our own ex experience with our respective sports. So you can start us off. Right, so since today's topics about teamwork and team bonding in general, so like, yeah, so obviously, like as we said in the previous episodes, I was playing basketball um, before, uh, before I jumped into golf. So obviously, basketball is a lot of teamwork, a lot of teamwork related because, yeah, like it's basically a team sport. And then, yeah, it's so really, if you don't have a strong connection with your teammates you know, on the basketball court, it's not very difficult to like win games and stuff. So like, yeah, I definitely learned the importance of teamwork there. And then that's kind of... A, what I kind of want to bring into the golf team because like on a golf team like well varsity especially I know like our girls varsity golf team has like they are very close together they are, like very close friends like I heard from their captains like they go to like um Nosbury Farms together they go they have like parties they go to dinner together which is that's the way it's shaped that like team like they have a very strong bonds between each other that's kind of what the boys varsity golf team kind of lacks because um like you know like because most golfers on the boys team are like nationally ranked they are like kind of in general golfers are more in general more quiet than others so like kind of like that's kind of one thing that we need to that's kind of what i want to bring in that's why i feel like basketball really helped me a lot into like shaping like the golf team because like i want to talk to my teammates i want to like engage with them and try to like both create strong bonds with them like yeah that's kind of like kind of my personal experience regarding like team bonding and stuff nice yeah and without further ado let's hear from our guest today jason yep yeah um so my experience with kind of team bonding team building is kind of a mixed bag it's all over the place um hit or miss if you'd say um but especially with my experiences on water polo, um, we have different team situations in different years. Um, on some years, we have a lot of players who are experienced. Um, we play on the school team together, but once the season ends, we also go to the same club. Um, so we really have that chance to build that kind of chemistry, um, whether it's bonding, we go on travel tournaments. Um, so we're really kind of, we move as a unit. Um, and when we play in those games, we can see. Um, and in other years, it's kind of different as like the older players graduate, newer players come in. Um, a lot of our players do come from like a swimming experience. So they're newer. Um, they haven't really been exposed to the team dynamic of water polo. Um, it's like a really team-based sport. Um, there's a lot of like cooperation and communication that's needed. So sometimes it's a mixed bag. Um, and, you know, players don't really, aren't really, I'd say the most passionate about putting themselves into the sport um, since they're just trying it out, maybe getting some PE credits. Um, so I definitely say a lot of times the difference, even if it's like an individual sports, like, you know, track, swimming, um, et cetera, like a lot of it does come down to 
if our players really are able to connect with each other like outside of the competition like in school like bonding just having fun and like socializing so yeah yeah that's really cool I think water polo is just one of those sports that so many people don't know a lot about and I just I have a lot of respect for water polo because it's it looks just so there's a special kind of chemistry like you were talking about like there's a special kind of communication that you really a team really needs to have in order to be successful so I'll go um as we've talked about in previous episodes uh, I'm Chloe I'm a swimmer from the United States and wow I can say that my swim team is invaluable to my swimming experience like I just I have such an amazing, I'm very, very fortunate to have such an amazing team. I swim on um, a club team and I am also very fortunate to have some really outstanding uh, world level, uh, world-class level coaches and um, at a very high echelon of the program. And, you know, I think that the team orientedness is just incredibly crucial to our success and I think something that my coach really emphasized that always kind of sticks with me is that wherever people might go, you know, whether they are off to their high school teams, um, the girls go off in the fall and then the boys go to their high school team in the winter. Um, And some of them do that, but ultimately when we're here, like when we practice as a club, we are a club, like you represent this club only so we kind of have a tradition where we only wear our club team caps and um, we have now our thankfully our club cheer back after the pandemic which more on that later but I think that swimming you know is definitely seen as one of those more individual sports definitely a stereotype is that oh there's probably not a lot of team orientedness because you're just swimming in your own lane like you know, the races and stuff are on your own. And that's definitely somewhat true. You know, you're all, you're the only one kind of controlling what's happening in your own lane in the race. There are relays and team cheers and stuff, but I totally see, you know, where people are coming from when they make those generalizations. But I think that there's a deeper, more mutually understood kind of bond with swim teams in general and that kind of looks like you know the kind of silent head nod or just the you know hey you can do it like just keep going in a really hard set like that encouragement and just being together when you know you might be like just in like a really painful set you know I've had many many times where it's just been so bad and like you just look over at the other person it's like okay I can do this right with everyone else, you know, because we're all here to get better. It's that awareness for improvement. And, you know, I think that um, now delving into just the pandemic and such, like that really took a huge toll on my swim team. And it was kind of a really hard experience to go through because not only were, was everyone just kind of deviating off into you know, oh, I have to, you know, be aware of like my circumstances, like the, the health um, and the, the safety protocols and everything. But there was also just a lack of 
like whole like a whole team orientedness like there was just kind of a lack of one centered goal like everyone just seemed like in so many different places on the team and stuff which was totally understandable I mean everyone was just kind of dealing with their own like circumstances and everything but um, let's just go around and like I'm just really curious to see what was it like when the pandemic really was in like full swing you know when there's lockdown and stuff like how did that affect your vision of of what you wanted to get out of your team and just how you contributed to your team even like what did that even look like hmm. Chang, do I you want to or yeah oh, yeah, Jason, okay. yeah no problem <laughs> yeah i think i have a couple things to say because like it really went downhill really quickly for me um since my club coach is also my school coach um so we have wow. we had club practices at school um and this was back in like february march 2020 um right before our school shut down, um, which we did in like early March. Um, and I remember our coach talking about it and he basically said that, you know, if our schools are staying open, then our club is still going to provide our players with, you know, the chance to play water polo and, um, you know, not only have some fun, but also exercise. Um, since it was the spring, it wasn't really competition season. Um, we we're just preparing for um, junior Olympics, which are in the summer. Um, and then in March, our school really just shut down really abruptly. Like, at the beginning of the week, it was like, okay, you can't go to any outside, like out of school events. Um, and then by Friday, it was, uh, we're going to shut down for three weeks, which ended up being like a year and a half. But at the time, we didn't know. So water polo is like a really contact-based sport. Like players are up into each other. Um, and so it definitely wasn't like a COVID-safe sport. Um, and I think it really took until the end of this summer for kind of water polo to rebound and come back up. Um, and I really saw that in after the end of our school season, um, when players were going into the club teams um, for winter, um, there were just so many more players. Like usually there might've been like 20 or so. I think our club this year for our high school age group had like a hundred kids go. So wow. I think since water polo is a growing sport um, in the US, like it's obviously still like pretty underappreciated, I'd say. Um, sure. But I definitely say like it brings a lot of hope for like all different kinds of sports that, um, you know, people are interested in and, you know, they're passionate about it and um, they'll play on to have fun, but also, you know, connect with their teammates. Yeah, yeah, sure. I really, yeah. Yeah, I really like the points that you brought up, like a similar experience happened to me as well, like uh, we just went downhill after the pandemic. Yeah, def definitely true. Like, as I said before, the go like the boys golf team didn't really have like didn't really value that teamwork as like you know as golf like as perceived as a swimming it's also like an individual sport so like we don't we didn't already didn't have a much teamwork going on and now the pandemic hit and literally like on zoom like it was like yeah we had like a team meetings on zoom it's like nobody would talk unless coach wants you to talk it's like oh, yeah so yeah and i literally had like ideas like I did want to come up with like a team chant like before every match, but like, yeah, I guess I couldn't do that because like a lot of people like really didn't like the idea because like on a golf ball, you try to stay quiet, try to respect the other players on the course. So like, that was just, yeah. So like, yeah, just really went downhill from there. And then, yeah, that's pr pretty much it. And then like during my junior year, I also had to like skip, like I couldn't join the team because like, you know, like because my school says like, um, 
you have to be in school, like on campus, in-person learning in order to participate in a sport. And, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like risk COVID for a sport as, as much as I like golf, but like I wouldn't risk like COVID for it. So like, that's kind of um, just to get a chance to connect with my team as well. But this year, I think, you know, since I'm in-person learning again, so like, I feel like this year was a uh, year to like rebound and yeah. Yeah, wow. That's, it's just definitely hard. And I really hope um, our audience is also connecting with the um, experiences told thus far that it, it was definitely hard for student athletes all around the world. And I know with my swimming experience, like we started off with just signing up for certain practice sessions throughout the day. And there were multiple because we couldn't all be like, 50 people couldn't be all in like 15 lanes. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't going to work. So we had to like be spaced apart and we had to take our temperature before we got in the pool and stuff. And just like our coach had to be way far away from us. So we had to just like, like really try to listen. And, you know, it was just silence throughout the whole pool. And typically like we have music going on, there's like lots of laughing and like, you know, kind of joking around and stuff, just the typical practice fun. But um, that was just really non-existent during the beginning of the pandemic when there was the lockdown. And then, you know, we were fortunate to be definitely a leader for our, um, within our state, with our team being one that had a lot of different um, a lot of different support like with volunteers and coaches and stuff really trying to make sure that the swimmers could swim um, and, and get much pool time as possible because that was really really hard it's not like you know pools are like soccer fields you know like everyone was just really trying to find a pool especially when we couldn't swim and that was definitely hard you know like zoom zoom dryland workouts can only go so far but yeah I just I just remember that being really, really tough. And while it did foster a lot of independence and just like reflectiveness with the sport of swimming for me, I really miss the kind of collective effort of, you know, hey, we're going to do this set together. Like, you know, oh, let's like, you know, break up into our specialty groups and stuff. And like, all right, like the fly group is going to, you know, like put on some hype music because we're like about to just totally die during the set and stuff. Like I just remember that feeling of like it just seems so underappreciated you know I think that's definitely a really big lesson that I learned during the pandemic so I think that overall just like getting my team back together and like formulating that culture again has been very complicated and complex like it hasn't just you know transitioned smoothly back into the normal which is there even a new normal at this point? Like things are always changing. So um, I think that just moving forward, our team has really tried to um, do the best we can to, you know, be really supportive at meets and really encourage one another and really just try to use any opportunity that we can, you know, safely distance and mask and everything, but really trying to promote like team bonding and stuff like that because, that's just so incredibly invaluable in a team. And I think that that really transitions to um, our next kind of part of our episodes where we just 
talk about some advice and you know, based on past experiences, what we hope our audience can learn and what other student athletes listening around the world can maybe empathize with or um, gain a new insight. So I think with um, the power of team bonding and what we can be, uh, what we can do to be successful, I think we should just go around probably again and like, Chang, if you want to start us off with golf, because again, I think that there's lots to be said about golf. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can start. So like, yeah, as you said, a lot, so like a lot of things I can say about this, about, about golf. So like, I would say like the main advice is like, uh, I mean, I'm connecting my basketball experience and the golf experience, like, like between like difference between those two. I want like, but best of stage like have a strong team, like chemistry. It's like, you need to say like, um, do like, let's do this together instead of let me do this alone. Let me do this alone. So like when during like golf, like, I mean, my basketball season, the basketball times, like coaches, like everybody on the baseline, everybody, we're going to do layups now. Everybody we're going to do, we're going to do shooting drills. It's everybody doing the same thing together. Whether everybody let's do scrimmages. Yeah. Everything together. And then on the golf team, like our coach is like, oh, you can do whatever you want. You can, you can go like practice, you can go practice short game, practice putting. You can go like um, just uh, hit some range balls on the range, like just it just does too much. Like there's so much freedom that like that's not that's not that's not enough. Like um, it's just not enough. Like let's do this together. So like mm. it's definitely like the main things. Like you gotta have more. Like hey, like it doesn't have to be like oh just like oh, like a big group of people. It just be like some of your friends maybe. Like hey, let's do this. So like. Uh, yeah, definitely just a more, you, you ought to be proactive asking people around you to like create that team bonding to do things together. That's why I think like foster is like the best like team bonding experience. Wow, nice. Yeah, I think just super fast. I love the proactiveness. That is just imperative. Like it's going to be you that has to ultimately step up, you know, like, the what you want to have change or what you like you said you wanted to maybe have more of that let's do it together kind of vibe you know when you are like practicing golf and everything like only you are going to be able to change what you want to ultimately get out of your experience and your sport and everything so that's really cool and then um also jason a question for you because I feel like we just need to talk about water polo more. Like we just can't, we can't get enough of it really. So I guess what is like a stereotype about water polo that you could maybe expand on or say that it's not true? Hmm. I, think about it. I think it's not really like a stereotype, but um, whenever I say like I play water polo, like almost always the first question that comes is like, how do you stay afloat in the pool? No way. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you, like, not sink down in the pool? Like, do you, and, like, people just, I guess it's a stereotype now that I think about it because people are like, oh, do you, like, are you able to jump off the bottom of the pool and, like, stand on the bottom and, like, walk around? And you're really not because it's a lot of, like, swimming around and you have to tread water and stuff. <laughs> but I just think it's really funny um, that when, like, people, because, our like pool doesn't our water polo team doesn't have like a huge audience like some of our bigger games like um when like players are playing their last home game 
um, a lot of people do come to watch um, and my friends come to watch. Um, they like make posters for the graduating players. Um, and it's kind of like a tradition, but like every time I hear a question it's like, oh, how does this, like how does insert like X person's name, like how do they stay afloat in the water? Like how do, are they jumping off the bottom of the pool? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So funny. Yeah, th that is really funny. I mean, wow. That's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting, interesting first question, yeah. you know, when you, when you say you play water polo, but yeah. Um, anyway, so just, yeah, back to our conversation, like, I guess, what do you really see as like a really special outstanding part of your team that like really makes, really makes your water polo experience or any kind of sport that you've done in the past, because I know you're like multi-sport athlete, um, really, I guess, valuable. Um, I think in, especially in water polo, like it's a really, it's a sport that really focuses on that connection you have with your teammates. Um, because like when you're in the water, sometimes we play like morning games when it's cold, because um, in California, a lot of the pools are outdoors. Um, so like the pool gets really foggy. It's, you can't really see your teammates that well. Um, and Ooh, right. it's really loud with like the sound of the water, sound of like whistles, all those like, all those different sounds. Like it's hard to always speak to your teammates and like communicate with them verbally. So sometimes we have to understand those like nonverbal cues. Like, okay, what does this team like looks like, uh, look like when they want to get the pass? Like, how do they like the ball pass under the hand so they can shoot it? Um, so I think that's really what makes water polo kind of different from the other sports I've played in the past, um, obviously I didn't really play those at a really high level, just like played them for fun. So now it's just water polo, but I think that is one of the major differences with like all the frenzy that's going on, like really being able to focus on our teammates and understanding what they want. And that kind of goes a long way, like outside of the pool too. Wow. Yeah. I think first of all, definitely can relate to like when the fog like oh, yeah. settles in you know it's like 5 a.m and I'm like getting ready for like morning practice and stuff mm -hmm. it, it's like summer it's outdoors and you can't see a thing like you yeah. just have to like you know trust like the ready go you know like whatever we're doing and stuff and sometimes it can definitely get chaotic so like kudos to wa water polo players that just can I mean the non-verbals like that's really cool that you can pick up on that and just have that awareness like I think that there is definitely a heightened awareness with that sport. So um, that's really cool. And I think for swimming, it's definitely important to just establish a sense of, okay, like here we're in very different positions. Like a lot of people have, you know, their specialties, like I am fly back free. You know, a lot of people are very different um, have different specialty strokes and no swimmer is really the same. And I think that one of the most like crucial things for swimming, but I think can be applied to lots of different sports is just the respect and mutual trust for another person's trajectory of success. Like, I think that's just incredibly important to maintain and understand because you know, everyone is going to have some type of process with their success within a season. And it's not going to look like the person that's swimming next to them necessarily. So I think that just with our, with our kind of level and everything, it's important that our coaches emphasize 
you know, it's, you are your best, your own best coach, because you're going to hold your own, you're going to hold yourself accountable to your goals, A, and B, you're also going to, you know, have to trust in what you're doing, and that it's enough, and that, you know, everyone else is going to come and support you when, you know, the championship season rolls around, and like, you know, the taper that we have, which is a really magical time where, you know, you can just get super fast, that's going to all pay off. And I think that just supporting one another and having that mutual respect that not only for the person, but also that people are going to get to where they want to be and that not everyone's goals are going to look the same and being okay with that. I think that's super important because I know there's lots of comparison that happens um, just across like all sports. And Jason, I'm curious, like, because I know there's probably definitely some comparison, but what kind of elements are of comparison are in water polo? Um, like water polo and swim or like any Or just sport? like, I mean, like comparison within water polo itself. Like do oh. people kind of like compare, like, I don't know, skill level maybe, I'm not sure. I think definitely people like compare a lot of things like, Similar to swim, people do compare like speed, like, oh, this person's super fast. Like we have um, in like water pole land, there's usually one person who, a couple people who are really fast. Um, they like sprint for the ball at the beginning. Um, and like having one of those people, like it's really helpful for a team. Um, but kind of going back to the topic, I think people really do like try to compare with each other, um, not only like inside the pool, but like outside of the pool. Um, and I think that is something I'd say like, the sport our sport is trying to work on like um making sure that like um having this like acceptance of yourself you know body acceptance is like a really important thing in water polo since um it really is a sport with like a lot of like body exposure basically um and i think that's something that like a lot of people who play really need to kind of um accept it's that you know like it is a team sport um i am playing with my teammates but it ultimately just comes down to like, are we able to play well? Um, have we trained well? Do we have chemistry? And um, it isn't really based on, you know, does the team look intimidating? Um, do the players get up really high out of the water? Um, do they shoot really strongly? Like, is their goalie really good? That makes a huge difference sometimes. But um, I think there definitely is a huge element of, you know, people just comparing um, with each other, like multiple, so yeah. Yeah, wow. I think I can definitely relate to that like the whole like body image thing like yeah because I mean there are times where like you might have to you know fluctuate your weight with your training and the amount of like energy because with swimmers like I might have said this in a previous episode but like swimmers can use 40% of their like daily energy just on one practice and that can even be more when it's like you know, holiday training, which I'm approaching now. So like, that's kind of like the grueling time where like, it's like those four hour practices where you're just like, you're just hitting like maybe like 15,000 yards. And it's just, it's some pretty insane stuff. So, I mean, I digress, but anyways, back to like comparison and everything, I think just like mutual respect is really, really important. And I'm sure like Chang with golf, like having that respect for your teammates. Like, I mean, I don't know, golf is just one of those complex things where 
there's probably a lot of like comparison because it's just there's like it's very number oriented so I don't know maybe you can explain more on that yeah definitely yeah so like as you guys said already like it's just there's a lot, a lot of comparison going on like for example um like we personally because like the one was done on, on the junior varsity team like, well, there's not really like comparison there's not much comparison like most of most of the time just me asking them like for out of curiosity like for example how long do you how long do you, how you how long do you hit a driver or like just like yeah the, what kind of clubs do you use that's probably the most common question like what kind of clubs do you use oh, sure. um yeah that's a, that's pretty much internet comparison and also just want to touch back to what you guys were saying about like um like jason that you have they say you have different like roles on the team like every teammate on the team has like different role that's kind of what golf is trying to bring in because like there's a format called like the scramble format and an alternate shot so like what scramble means is like a scramble basketball and then yeah an alternate shot so like basketball is, yeah basketball and scramble are kind of similar but like it just you basically take the best shot let's say two people on the team like will they just take the best shot off of two people every single for every shot so that's kind of yeah that's kind of these kind of uh, it's kind of involving like roles like because some people are better at like hitting iron shots into greens some people are better at, like hit the ball longer farther and some people are, like better at putting so like that's kind of um yeah that's kind of how golf is trying to bring the different give people different roles so that, that's kind of, and I hope to see that kind of style can evolve into like high school golf and then college golf. In, um, I think there's some college golf involved with that, but like, but I don't think it's that cool. I know like if you just play recreational for fun, um, there are a lot of like scramble for my basketball, like definitely a lot of people do those. But I just, I think, I think there should be more in a high school golf, junior golf, and then uh, just yeah kind of just all kind of levels because it is kind of showcases like how golf is not just an individual sport it is a team sport as well yeah that's definitely super important to emphasize and I know that we all kind of discussed like that our individual individual players in our respective sports like have our their own goals and like have kind of their own success stories if you will but I think another thing that is like a perfect transition to another point that I really want to emphasize for just and is relevant to all student athletes around the world is holding your team to a common standard. And that really goes along with the whole like bag of like favoritism and just really adapting to like goals and your team expectations with one another and making sure that everyone has an equal opportunity to be successful and stuff so I guess like that's a super vast topic so I mean let's just dive in with that I think um, favoritism is definitely on every level and it kind of sucks you know like when you have people that um, maybe are just getting more opportunities or you know maybe extra time with the coach than others and stuff and I think it's just really important like as team leaders, um, because everyone can be a leader to some extent, you know, on, on a team, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a captain title or anything, but just making sure like you're holding your coaches and your team supporters, managers, or your teammates even accountable, like, Hey, we're all 
we're all here to do this set or do this play together. And, you know, it's not like anyone's going to, I guess, take, take control of it in a way that like only one person is getting the credit or um, just kind of overtaking like the whole, the whole play or the whole match or something like that. Like, I think it's just really unfortunate when you might have, there's like an imbalance of, you know, showing, showing skills of different players on a team and everything like, oh, you're only seeing like the, the goalie and how good this person is when really like it takes a whole team effort to be successful. And I think that that's definitely something to emphasize and, you know, not leaving people behind. Like if people are having a hard time adapting to like, for example, in swimming, if we're transitioning to this holiday training and stuff, and maybe some new people that just moved into our um, senior elite group, like maybe this is just really tough for them. Like this is something that you just have to get your body used to. And it's, it's going to be painful. It's going to take a lot of extra time out of the pool to recover. And, you know, that definitely takes time. So it's also that balance of giving people grace and, you know, kind of understanding where people are coming from within their respective experience and career and everything. But I think just making sure that everyone's like equal when it comes to the goals, expectations that a team has is really, really important. So Jason, I'm again, curious because more I'm hearing from you, I'm like, maybe I should just watch water polo more I needed to talk about this sport with my friends more because it's like really cool so I guess like what are some standards that your team has to meet and what are some challenges when it feels like maybe a certain player or a certain like maybe the goalie or I remember you talking about like the person that's like super fast that yeah like gets the ball first and stuff like when they kind of I don't know over like there's kind of an overpower overtaking the play or something Mm -hmm. I think there's kind of a balance between like um being making sure that everyone's committed and also like and holding them to like shared responsibilities but then also like being able to understand our players a lot more especially with the pandemic um because like with the responsibility part and commitment part um towards the beginning of the season uh maybe like the first two weeks um, so our season, like a bit of a context, our season starts in like early August, goes through the end of October. Um, so for a couple of weeks, we practice during the summer, like before school starts. And those two weeks are basically, it's just all conditioning, um, like swimming, getting out, doing dry land, like doing like all those weights and stuff. So it is a really like painful process that like every player has to go through basically every season. Um, so a lot of that is like encouraging players to like stay through, especially the newer ones who are just coming in from middle school. They haven't experienced anything like even like close to it. Um, I remember when I came in, I felt the same way. So um, a lot of it is having older, more experienced players um, being able to step forward and interact with those newer players and welcome them into part of the team um, and tell them that like, you know, this is something that we all go through like it's painful for us too um and you're gonna get through it it'll only get better um and also like about understanding our players um because sometimes players aren't like the most committed and water polo coaches really sometimes like a lot of their pet peeves are just like players not coming to practices especially for school season um but in the pandemic a lot of times like um i recognize that players 
um, were going through some tough times. Like they had family losses. Um, they had things with studying and academics, um, like adjusting to virtual learning. And also like maybe they had family members who had health conditions and they had to kind of step away from the sport for a while. And we had to recognize that. Um, we had to recognize that like, you know, no matter how, how many goals a player scores or like how fast they are, how good they are, if they're getting like recruited, um, they're all ultimately like part of the team. Like they're going to have to contribute to carpooling. They're going to have to do everything. Um, and I'd say like we were really fortunate and privileged um, this past season to have like a system of COVID testing and like getting all the players vaccinated so that we were able to have a full season. Um, and I think that really was able to ground our team into um, thinking that like we were a shared unit, regardless of what the outcome was, like if we made playoffs or not, um, that we were going to enjoy our time as part of the team. Yeah, I really, I really like that point that you made. I think actually both of you guys made um, like just respecting others. And then that's kind of, I know that in this entire episode, I've been like shading golfers a lack of teamwork uh, for this entire episode. But like, this is the one thing that I, was, I have to give my coaches um, credit. Like they actually did this very well. So like every, after every match, like we had like, like a reflection section. It's like, uh, we just reflect on and everybody gets a chance to everybody who played gets a chance to like say uh, what they did well, what they need to improve on and stuff. So like that's all the one that's kind of the thing that's like kind of like how coach shows respect to the players. I tell like just letting like the player talk about how they feel. That's kind of that's kind of like very important. That's just coach showing respect and it's all kind of improve teamwork as well. And then like for the others, uh, like let's say you're not getting like enough recognition on the team like for example like you don't play as much as the others um you have to if you're not satisfied with that like i personally i do feel you need to talk to the coach about it like and ask the coach to give you a chance like i appreciate i mean like so i don't know about like water polo and basketball i know like during basketball season it's difficult like it's very difficult to ask the coach for minutes because like it's already a big team like I remember during my basketball season, like 15 people on the team. So it's very difficult to distribute minutes evenly. So like, um, I know like there are like football teams also the same thing, but, but like if you play like a, somewhat like a small sport, I guess, like if you don't have a lot of the people on the team, you have to like, yeah, you want to play more. Um, you gotta, I mean, just kind of, I let me take it back. Like you want to have a, like one more team you on, if you want to play more minutes, you gotta be like the same, like proactive, you gotta be proactive. You gotta like tell a coach that like, you have the skill. Yeah, you, you just show the coach you have the skill, and then just uh, tell the coach to give you a chance. That's kind of as also will boost like teamwork in a way that um, you gotta inspire the other players to like get better. To be honest. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. And, oh my gosh, I love like when when you talked um, about your experience with like pandemic and just like your whole like water polo team, Jason, like there were so many things I could relate to. I get really, really excited. Um, but yeah, just with like the common, like the theme of like common standards and everything, like I think that also, it also needs to be emphasized that like that might not always mean, you know, oh, we have to like you know, get as many people to junior nationals as possible, or like, oh, we have to like make sure that 
every single person like gets back to finals and like, you know, like, yes, that is true. But at times like the pandemic, you need to just have everyone show up and give their best. And I think that, you know, like Jason, when you were talking about like, you know, being fortunate to have like the whole system of like getting your, um, getting the players vaccinated and just like really maintaining like good, um, health protocol and everything. I think that's just really important because that really shows that, you know, we're, we're here to care for each other. And, you know, that I think the common standard of just being able to give everyone the same opportunity and have, you know, um, like in so many, there's like, if you have a lane, you have a chance. So, you know, like just giving people the opportunity to just swim and like, you know, or play on the field or on the rank or anything, you know, like, it's just really important to, um, you know, embrace that, that equal opportunity to really, to really bolster that on your team and, you know, be, be a leader for that as well. So I think that's really, really cool. So um, I, I got super excited with like all the like topics that relate to swimming and then, you know, I can like see the connections with like golf and stuff. I'm just like, yeah everything is connected anyways so um the last part that i think is just absolutely crucial to um, the success of a team is your authenticity and just like really embracing your leadership style and embracing also the diversity of leadership styles that you might have in your team as well um i know in my like senior elite group that i train with there are definitely a lot of different skills and a lot of different leaders as well, but it's important to, you know, be able to, to um, articulate with transparency, like, here's what I need to be successful, even though, again, like we talked about earlier, it might not look the same for everyone, you know, of what they need to be successful, but really giving each other the support and um, being honest about, you know, hey, here's where I'm at in my athletic ability, career skill, and just, you know, advocating for your success is just really important. And, you know, that the advocacy might look different for every single person, you know, based on their leadership or personality style. So really just making sure people have that support on their, on their team to advocate for their success is, I think, super, super important. And overall, just like being yourself, you know, like just, coming to the pool, coming to the field, the, the, um, the rink or whatever it may be, the court. And even just like kind of accepting like, okay, maybe I'm not in the best mindset, but like really being aware of that and saying, I'm going to just do this for my team anyways. There's people that rely on me. There's people that need me. And oh my gosh, that reminds me of like something that my coach told me that's like super, super important and special when you tell someone like, Hey, like come to practice. Cause we need you here. We need you to, you know, really help out this, like this distance group, like finish the set and everything, because, you know, you're, you're a leader of the lane or like, you know, I I'm sure you guys all have like different similar stories with that of just, you know, needing leaders and making sure that everyone feels heard and like, embracing the diversity of the team and, and that kind of thing. So um, Jason, I guess, how in water polo do you embrace diversity and you can de define diversity however you'd like? I think it's a really important thing um, in water polo because like 
like Chen said, it is also a pretty like specialized sport. Um, even though like a lot of players do have like interchangeable positions, like other than the goalie, um, there is a center who like is supposed to be really strong um, and is able to like hold the water in front of the goal. Um, but other than that, even though the positions are pretty interchangeable, like players do have really different playing styles. And like some people, like me sometimes, like we'll go on counterattacks um, from defense and like a lot of times I'll forget to play defense. Um, but like we do need a really strong like defensive backline. So there are players who have to kind of fill in that too. Um, and I think historically, um, I think golf and swimming might have been like in a, are probably in a similar place is that like our sports aren't really, I recognize, like aren't really the most accessible um, to a lot of people, um, whether it's in like the US or the world, because um, like, like golf, you need a golf course, like different, all that kind of equipment. Um, and since my dad does play golf, like for fun, so I kind of see all his like equipment sometimes. Um, and like similarly for water polo, you need access to a pool, like same for swimming. Um, and there's so much maintenance that has to go on with that too. Um, so I think in the U.S., like the U.S. like Water Polo Association, I think is kind of trying to work on making the sport more inclusive and diverse. And I think that like with all of the teams that are going on, it's a growing sport. Um, like hopefully we'll begin to see that um, the sport does get like more of its recognition. And, like people um, do have a vague notion of, you know, how the sport is played, um, like similar to like basketball or um, football, things like that, um, that like people do have a vague notion of what's going on in the sport in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I really like how you kind of tapped into like the definition of diversity and like that people have different skills and yeah. skill sets and how that ultimately, you know, benefits the team as a whole. But then also just like swimming, how, you know, there's the, you know, diversity inclusion part and just making sure that as the sport grows, so are the, um, the backgrounds are, and just the different, different people getting the opportunity to, to play or to swim and stuff is really important. Yeah, I really think, I really like the topic, like, we brought, like, diversity, like, uh, more people, like, bring more people into a sport. That's kind of, uh, that's kind of, like, I'll, like, deviate a little bit, like, uh, from, like, my front golf. I actually kind of like want to talk about like boxing a little bit because oh, like because yeah. the, they are recently um, starting during the pandemic they are like YouTube boxing like YouTube boxing like TikTok boxing like social gloves event even though like that's kind of what brought people more like I think that event at least for me personally brought me into like into boxing like not necessarily like going to the gym price myself but just maybe like started watching the sport a bit more. That's a, like that's the important first step to take in terms of like bringing more people into like you know actually pursuing boxing, and so like that's kind of what uh, kind of what I want to do for golf as well. I think what I want to see what golf like actually takes, and they are like golf YouTubers as well, yeah, YouTubers who play golf. So like I felt I kind of want them to like you know like uh, just like put, create events that they can see what golf is all about, like competitiveness, like show because like that's kind of. And I want to stereotype about golf is like it's not competitive. It's a just very chill sport. But like some people don't even think it's a sport, to be completely honest. So like, um, it's definitely like you just you just need to show the competitiveness. I think that's what the boxing events have done. It's like they show how competitive it could be. 
So that's kind of that's kind of my touch on diversity. And then that in terms of in terms of in a team, like definitely like diversity is also very important in a team. Like everybody has different skill sets. Like, oh, but for golf, it doesn't really show that much because because like if you want to shoot a good score, you have to have every part of the game working in terms of um ball striking to putting in short game. Just needs everything working. So like that's kind of the thing kind of lacking. In golf, it's like everybody has a similar skill. They just try to everybody try to like go for the best score. So they try to have a one film. It's like almost a like one formula for success almost. So like that's like, but like in other sports, definitely diversity is actually very important. I believe golf also needs to like more focus on diversity kind of. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I really love. I think this episode is just really special because. We first, you know, always like start with our experiences, but then now we just ended with like a goal, you know, where like there can be more diversity and inclusion and just like opening the sport to up to many different, um, like many different walks of life, you know, like anyone can really um, take interest in the sport and then also just get involved and stuff like just even learning about the sport and, you know, having appreciation for it is something that I think that needs to be talked about more and just really getting involved with things that you might not know as much about, because then we can avoid the generalizations and biases and stereotypes that um, might discount the sport as well. So um, yeah, maybe we can like do a future episode on that because that's definitely super, super important. But yeah, I think Wow, we, we definitely learned a lot. I mean, I, I know for sure I learned a lot about water polo. I became like, you know, maybe just even even in this short window, maybe I became like a water polo enthusiast, who knows? But oh. <laughs> I just think that like, it's super cool. Like what you, um, what you shared and everything, just I'm sure a lot of people um, within the audience that we have in this podcast can relate to just the, the chemistry and connection that you talked about and how that was super important and um, Chang with like proactiveness and leadership and everything. And, you know, despite golf still being maybe a work in progress with the inclusivity and, you know, the team bonding, like it is viable, you know, this, these things can happen and ultimately makes the sport better because of all the things that we talked about today, because um, just teamwork and team bonding power of just a team in general is just so incredibly important and it's really special and honestly it makes makes student athletes experiences a lot more valuable and better as a whole I think we can all agree on that all nodding so yeah yeah Yeah. so is there anything else that um any thoughts any anything else that we want to say besides go check out previous podcast episodes, of course, and um, follow us on Instagram at the fundamental podcast. And yeah, Chang, um, let's, let's wrap up this episode for today. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it's a good, I think we talk about, yeah, Jason, thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. um, And we talk about many interesting interesting topics. I feel like even though our theme today is teamwork, but we also like, include the other topics like a lot of subdivisions of team of, of teamwork so that's a, I, I personally really like that and i hope like 
in the future. If you guys like this episode, like like this type of style episode, just tell us in the comments if we have any if you have any topics you want us to talk about, like DM us, um, write in the comments, send us an email even like through our website. And yeah, also as Chloe said, follow us on Instagram and check out Instagram. Um, currently we only have we have motivational Monday, which is the way post motivational quotes from famous athletes. And we also include um we want to like build more like for example like for example live Instagram chat with you guys uh, about different about your experiences so just for short and then yeah just follow us on Instagram and if you haven't checked out our previous episode do so already and yeah, yeah. oh yes and also if you want to be a guest on our podcast episodes you can just DM us email us or anything um, Jason, it was wonderful to have you really, really happy to get lots of different student athlete perspectives and your perspective is definitely very insightful. So thank you so much. Yeah. I think it's really amazing too. Um, like sports, a lot of times it's viewed as a competition, but it's really something beyond that. Um, it's really, I'd say a crucial part of, it's been a crucial part of my upbringing so far, um, for lack of a better word. So, um, I really appreciate that both of you are really focused on highlighting these perspectives from all different kinds of students. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll see you in the next episode and thank you so much for watching and fundamental podcast. My name was Chloe co-host. Yeah. My name is Chang, the design co-host. I'll see you guys right. next time. Peace out. See you.